everyone, and welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of Goombastomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Dax, and joining us we have games editor Mark Kalaroff. I feel like a fake gamer this week, and I'll tell you why, except we'll tell you why in the second segment of our show. This is what we call foreshadowing, everyone. So we're 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 teasing something in the very beginning in the intro that will later be referenced uh, uh, later. It's just basic storytelling. Uh, so be prepared for that one. Uh, also with us, indie games editor Campbell Gill. I cannot wait to rock and roll through this podcast like a little rolled up Kirby rolling up a giant cake. Uh, Kirby's rolling up that hill, and I cannot wait to. So this, okay, so this yeah. we are right. Yeah, uh, shout out to Kate Bush um, and Stranger Things season four. I guess uh, we are, of course, referring to the surprise announcement of Kirby's Dream Buffet, a a game that I did not. I don't think any of us knew existed up until um, earlier mm-hmm. today. Um, <laughs> it looks kind of like an interesting mix between Fall Guys, Super Monkey Ball. There's like some racing aspects. It looks like not 100 sure what to make of this announcement. This is there's a one minute announcement teaser trailer that was released, um, and that's kind of all we have to go on. Uh, Mark says he can talk about this game for a long time, so I'm extremely intrigued. Mark's doing the the frame by frame breakdown of this. You know, uh, Master you, honestly, Hand you should being at the beginning. The red Master Hand not there. Master Hand is here. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we should talk about this. Uh, what, what do we think about this? Uh, the surprise announced game. Uh, Waddle D has a cream hat, and that was in the trailer for like one frame. And all I know is we better get more Kirby hats. And it looks okay, good. Okay, great. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I will perhaps come around to this later. Mark had before we start recording. Mark had mentioned um, Fall Guys, which is enjoying kind of a kind of a renaissance on on Switch. It got released for Switch recently, and it's free to play. So everybody's playing Fall Guys again. It feels as though this is sort of an attempt to capitalize on on that, you know, that multiplayer madness aspect. We don't know super, super know the, uh, what, what this game is uh, at this moment in time, but I think it'll, it, I don't know, it looks, it's Kirby. It looks extremely cute. It looks fun. Uh, Campbell, what are your big takeaways from this little teaser trailer that was released? My big takeaway was I woke up at like, 8.30 or whatever this morning or a little before that. I looked, rolled over, looked at my phone. I saw a Kirby announcement. I was like, huh, that's interesting. I watched it and I thought, that's interesting. That's cute. <laughs> and there you go. I mean, it really, it just looks it looks adorable. It looks like fun. That's basically all that, that I can say about it. I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on it. Um, I want a little cream hat or whatever Waddle Dee was wearing. Um... And yeah, unfortunately, I'm not a hardcore Kirby fan, so I don't have the in-depth analysis about it. I see it as a cute Fall Guys-esque kind of game, and I'm looking forward to trying it out. Yeah, it looks it looks cute. Uh, I I know that Kirby wanted to eat that giant cake at the very beginning, and <laughs> of course. I we're gonna hopefully hopefully we will let him do that. Can it I looks make a as, prediction for you? Please, please. The do. fork is actually like a dark deity enemy. Wow, what? that's what a, I'm, what a prediction. I'm calling it right now. There's something about that fork that he's holding, the way it looks, and then Kirby turned into a ball. I think there's like a plot there. Well, I mean, at literally every Kirby game, something has to turn into either God or an agent of God, and then you fight that as the final <laughs> boss. So, like, of course, yeah, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I yeah, do yeah, yeah. The how... strawberry cake to God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the natural do... progression. I do wonder how Master Hand, and I have to presume Crazy Hand being the other hand, the other floating glove, I wonder how they play into this, too. Do you think they wield the fork, and then <laughs> oh like they team up, and, you know, it's Subspace Emissary 2, but with a lot more strawberry shortcake and Kirby? You guys, I, I love that we are reading into things. I uh, I hate to say it, I feel like none of these things are significant. Uh, oh, you know, Cameron, I don't think they're. Cameron. I don't think they're guys. I don't you think don't they're understand. teasers. No, this game. This game's gonna have a single oh, player, no. and I guarantee it. It's gonna tie into the plot. The fork. Mm. Do you think? See, I think it goes. I think it's. The, I think it goes the other way. I think there's no single player. I think this is gonna be a fun multiplayer only experience. That's where I'm. That's the that's the vibe I'm getting from this trailer. Um, it looks like there's a there's kind of an end like an end result screen. You're trying. I think you're trying to get the fattest Kirby mm-hmm. is sort of the goal of every stage, right? Like it, it looks like at the end of every stage, Kirby was dropped onto a scale, 
And whoever has the fattest Kirby wins. I, 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 I don't know. Did you guys see that moment in the trailer? I did. And I was just like, you know what? That's my goal in life as well. They just have the <laughs> fattest Kirby possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that fat pink Kirby. I was like, yeah, I just want to be a giant. Please, oh, to be a fat ball, uh, <laughs> weighed against the other fat ball. Like, what incredible! <laughs> I I was. I, I think. Listen, y'all. I know that we are excited for more Kirby. Get Eliza on here. I'm sure she'll have some thoughts about oh, the. Of course, of course. <laughs> about the the state of uh, the plot of this game. I really don't think there's going to be anything too deep to read into, but that's just me. <laughs> Uh, Mark, I want you to tell me more about your insane predictions, please. Um, this seems to be inspired by Kirby Tilt and Tumble. So I'm going to say maybe this hmm. game has gyro controls in a sense, like Super Monkey okay. Ball, in a way where if you tilt the controller forward, it'll like Kirby will move forward. Or it'll be comparable to like the like a better version of like the ball from Super Mario Galaxy, how you, you like hold the Joy-Con forward and then just like move it around that's my prediction there. okay that's i think it'll also just saying, i hope like, yeah <laughs> no, 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 no i think that'll be, be i think that'll be like an option for gameplay mm-hmm. but i think it's gonna mm-hmm. be like a standard control scheme but uh it definitely looks to be um it's comparable to fall guys but i wouldn't make it like a direct comparison i would say it's well, more be, so be, like uh kirby air ride and kirby dream course y'all to be to be clear None of us know anything about what this game plays like. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we, like who knows? It, it could. We don't know if it's a battle royale. We don't know. Well, it's like, a four-player. It, it, it says on the press release, it's a four-player right. game. Yeah, we know it's a four-player game, and that is all we know. And you just collect um, so, strawberries to become the fattest Kirby. You got to be the fat Kirby, uh, and that's that's about the the limit of what we know. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I, I I'm I'm intrigued. I I think I will definitely play this. I wonder, do you think it'll be a free-to-play title? Do we know that no. yet? It no? says that it'll be uh, exclusive to the Nintendo eShop, and it'll be available at retail, like on the retail mm. cards. It mm-hmm. won't have a physical copy. We made that mistake this morning over on Kirby Informer. but uh, <laughs> So it's a, di- it's a digital-only experience, whatever it is. Yes, it's digital-only, and I'm going to take a wild prediction. I think this will launch on, I'm going to call it now, August 12th. I think they're going to give it some... <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm going all out on this, and I think so. It'll a be month, a $20. month from today, yes, a month and from today, twenty dollars. Friday the twelfth. What specific time on Friday the twelfth? Is this like midnight? Is this two a.m.? Is it five p.m. at the end of the workday? You know, it gotta be even more specific. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a wild guess. They'll do a morning announcement, and it'll drop around nine thirty Eastern time. 9.30 Eastern time. Okay, <laughs> great. Wow, okay, great. Again, yeah. up at the crack of 8.30 then. Yes, uh, perfect I'm, for I'm, every New Yorker stuck in traffic. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm just on the eShop right now, and uh, there is a note here. Collect strawberries to grow bigger and prepare for the final battle. Oh, my God. So, who knows, Mark? Maybe there is something to your prediction here. There is apparently some kind a final battle. And, and, well, that's and what I'm our, saying. It yeah. looks like Kirby Air Ride, where the player had to collect items throughout the um, like the city trial mode. And then at the ending, it was a different type of minigame. And that's what those minigames, like when they're on like the huge Kirby battling it out or like the bridge area. or It's just going to be like some battle at the end that you work towards. And that's why I think these game modes are going to be like, like three to five minutes each. They're going to be quick in and out. You sure. Know? I uh, I never got around to Kirby Air Ride. That was the so GameCube good. one, right? Yes, that was the Kirby. Yeah, yeah that that's one of the. Kirby I missed GameCube. out on that one. Yeah, I missed out on that one. Um, so yeah, I don't have anything to compare it to as far as that goes. But I was kind of very strong um, Monkey Ball vibes from, but like like the multiplayer uh, modes of of Super Monkey Ball. That's mm-hmm. kind of the vibes I was getting from this game. Obviously, you know, Fall Guy comparisons notwithstanding. Uh yeah, I'm intrigued. I mean, I obviously jury's out on. You know, cost the cost versus time benefits. Um, my fi- my favorite topic of conversation on this podcast. We have uh, obviously we don't know anything about that, so we'll see. I'm obsessed with the cover art, which shows an extremely so fat, mm-hmm. extremely fat pink Kirby in the middle. I'm looking at a, a brown Kirby with his mouth, his little cheeks are puffed out because he's got a mouthful of cake. Presumably, there's a yellow Kirby uh, who's been just wrecked and is rolling off to the side, covered in frosting. And, of course, we got our green Kirby sucking up a strawberry off to the side. Perhaps the greatest cover art 
ever made for a Kirby game. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it. Okay, yeah. but on the topic of Kirby sucking up stuff and everything, what if there is mouthful mode in this game? And you're just rolling wow. through arenas as, like, you know, a car or a traffic cone. Or a vending walk- machine. Yeah, vending machine. <laughs> exactly. You're just rolling around as a giant vending machine, crushing everybody else. Like, that would be amazing, honestly. We can only dream. Yeah. I'm dreaming of it right now. I'm going to dream about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Uh... I don't know, guys. I'm I'm excited. I I you know it's got that online. You know, of course, there's the nebulous online Switch aspect, but I imagine there will be, of course, some mo- local multiplayer as well. Ooh, I, what if this is Switch Online? If you have the expansion pack, they give oh, you this. Oh, that I would never rule. Thought of that. that Think would rule. That. Yeah, I'm into it. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I initially thought that wouldn't be possible because they were talking about selling it at retail and everything, but I didn't even think about the expansion pack element of it. Like. It, it, that's the wild Well, the, the, reta- the retail aspect is just, like, the code cards that you can just pick up for any digital game. Right, right. yeah, but that just yeah. implies that it's something that you can buy individually, not like, say, Tetris 99, where oh, yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. that's tied to the service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm intrigued. Uh, again, jury's out. We don't know what this game super looks like yet. Uh, it's Kirby, so we know it's going to be adorable. We know it will be, you know, presumably cute and fun. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of all we've got, uh, Mark. Unless we'll unless you want to throw out, make you hungry. Probably it'll it'll mm-hmm. definitely make you hungry. I mean, come on, a big delicious strawberry cream cake like my mouth's watering just thinking about. And it's Kirby's thirtieth anniversary, so I'm going to make a wild guess and say we're going to see returning characters. Are you going? You to think see there's going to be there's going to be some dead some dead a day some some other people? Yeah, I think King DDD and that and I. I think we'll see mostly. My guess is that it'll be like customizable Kirby's with like different costumes and color schemes. That's uh, what I think the game is mostly pointing to towards. So I'm gonna say that maybe we'll see some Kirby stuff from across the franchise, like classic Kirby, maybe um, you know, claymation Kirby from Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, since he was like a ball. Something from like Tilt and Tumble. Ooh, what about Yarn Kirby too from Epic? That would yarn. be really cool. It's just a ball if of yarn just... <laughs> with Kirby's face on it. Mm-hmm. Or what if it was just an individual string? <laughs> that just like wow. expands just yeah. expands Mark, or it I, occasionally I, rolls as, and gets bigger as you're rolling through maybe mm-hmm. yeah. so many possibilities Mark I, I feel like you're placing a lot of pressure onto this game to be something unbelievable and I, I, I my, my doubts are, are very strong <laughs> <laughs> just gotta believe no Cameron. I think it'll be good I mean, for, if the for, if the Forgotten Land was anything to show what Hell Laboratory is working on I think you know expectations should be pretty high for this Am I am I wrong or we have have we not gotten a Kirby spinoff in a while? Like we b- haven't, but there the was we talked about this so early into the year. There was a leak that was like there's going to be a mainline Kirby this year and two spinoffs. And we got the mainline. This is one spinoff. This is one spinoff. So I think we'll get another. And I'm also going to say that this is going to like somehow coincide with that concert that's happening next month. Excuse. There's a Kirby concert happening next month, and it's gonna be like live streamed, and it's like music from across the uh, the franchise. I've I, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, and they have like all merchandise and stuff for it. And Nintendo's been promoting it. <laughs> what? Wait, yeah, wait, been, hold on. Yeah, look it up. How have I not heard of it? I mean, I guess I'm not. Kirby's like rocking like a mic, and they got like guitars and stuff in it. Kirby concert. I'm looking it up. I think Elphalin is like the conductor in the picture oh for it. Nice. Yeah, look it up. Gotta look it up. Is Kirby just gonna take the stage and scream and kill everybody? <laughs> the, uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna ab- absorb everyone and get all their powers. Cur- is it the Kirby 30th Anniversary Music Fest? Is that what we're talking yep, about? That's it. A yeah. one-time-only music fest will be held featuring a large big band-style ensemble of 35 musicians? What? Guys, if you if you are listening to this right now and you're hearing about this for the first time like I am, I encourage you to go to kirby.jp slash thirtieth dash musicfest slash ing slash that's it. Uh wow, I'm seeing Kirby on a stage. He's got kind of a J pop style look going on. Uh, I'm seeing Waddle Dees and little fedoras rocking brass instruments and a guitar. I'm seeing D in a in a Blues Brothers style suit rocking the drums. Uh, I'm seeing Elphalin with a star-shaped tambourine, also wearing a teeny fedora. And Elf, and <laughs> it's <laughs> oh incredible. So much fedora. Meta Knight's got a saxophone. This is the best thing I've ever seen. Um, can we get a poster of this Kirby anniversary 
thirtieth music. This is incredible. I love this. Yeah, look, Pri- at all the, look at the color pop art. It's great. I'm dying. This is the best thing <laughs> I've ever seen. It is the. It is on August eleventh at the Tokyo Garden Theory, Theater, streaming live for the world to see. Why, I guys? What if we just instead of an, a, a podcast that week? What if we just like pointed our microphones towards uh, this live stream <laughs> and just let that be the podcast? That's what I'm saying. August eleventh. See, we're gonna get it on the twelfth. The game. Nintendo oh, games come out on Fridays. Damn, Mark, you're so good at this. See, uh, I, t- I totally knew that before you just said it. <laughs> did you actually? Or are you fucking with me? No, 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 no. I did. I didn't know the concert was on the 11th. I just knew it wasn't August. I think you knew it in your subconscious, though. You knew Probably. it in your subconscious. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. I think I wrote part about of you, it at one point for, for part someone. of you knew this. You've written about everything Kirby related, so yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. I just noticed that on DDD's drum set it says in all caps the letter D. Three the three D's D D D on his on his uh, drum set. This is That's very good. How you say his name? <laughs> I want a poster of this. Is there one? Is there one? Probably not. No, there's not. I'm I'm sure there will be. Uh, wow, I'm obsessed with this. Uh, well, okay, so listen, I I woke up this morning not anticipating that there would be a surprise Kirby game spinoff announcement. And I've ended the day learning about a, a fantastic Kirby-themed music concert. So my, my, my Kirby cup overfloweth with news. Uh, <laughs> I'm extremely pleased with all of this. Uh, I don't know. To me, there's not much more to say about this segment unless you gentlemen have anything else to say about uh, Kirby. It's going to be good. That's all there it's is. Gonna be good. <laughs> it's going to be good. And, I, and I, I guess keep an eye tuned on August 12th for, uh, <laughs> according to Mark... <laughs> For uh, more, calling it right he's now, calling it. I'm calling it. It's gonna happen. watch uh, 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 as is in line with the Unexpressed Nintendo podcast. Watch for next week's uh, corrections and omissions. We will, uh, <laughs> of course, have uh, we'll devote a segment to uh, yeah. we apologize shadow, yeah, for the shadow drops on like a Monday night. Or uh, you know, of course, that would happen after we've gotten hype for for a, a day that we're just kind of spitballing here. Of course, it's gonna well, be something. Like, something yeah. always happens after we record. Like, watch. There's gonna be like a Pokemon trailer or something. Tomorrow. Of course. Yeah, course, something always happens. Metroid yeah. Prime will be announced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Can you ima- yeah, exactly. Exactly. Time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get Metroid Prime Four and and the remake announcement on, right. on the same day, and it's going to happen at seven p.m. Um, Pacific time tonight, Wait, the time of recording. What if that doesn't happen after this podcast, but instead it happens during the Kirby concert? They just stop and they're like, <laughs> you know what? We know what you're really interested in. Then just play Metroid Prime trailers. Just be that beautiful. would be incredible. Um, yeah, this is a. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm just chuckling at the concept. Uh, it's Kirby. We're gonna love it. We always love to talk about Kirby on this show. And uh, even if it's a weird spinoff game, those have tra- even even at their even at their you know we we did the ranking of every Kirby game and every Kirby spinoff a couple of months ago. And e- even at their worst, they're still gonna be pretty fun. So I'm I'm excited to to play whatever the heck Kirby's Dream Buffet is whenever they decide to release that game. Uh, probably take a break here gentlemen unless we have any other final final thoughts about kirby's dream buffet i can't wait to see uh, every single outlet on planet earth with their title with food puns once this game comes out and it's gonna oh, be yeah. like uh i'm gonna call it even if i end up reviewing it it'll probably be like kirby's dream buffet is <laughs> a delicious meal or something oh yeah, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> or how about kirby's dream buffet is a, certainly a sweet treat there you go. Kirby's, yeah, Kirby's Dream Buffet. Sa- savor every last moment of Kirby's Dream Buffet, right? The Kirby's Dream Buffet, all you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are good. Um, uh, uh, copyright, all of that. Uh, cherry Mark, you gotta, on top. <laughs> yeah. Kirby, yeah. Kirby's Dream Buffet is the cherry on top of a Kirby themed. Of Kirby's 30th yeah. anniversary, yeah. These are guys. These are these are for free. We gotta we gotta save sock away some of these, right? Um, we'll take a break there. We're gonna come right back. Uh, speaking of uh, food, Mark's gonna tell us about the delicious last course oh, of, of a certain. Uh, yeah, exactly. We're gonna have <laughs> we're gonna drink deeply of uh, Cuphead. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Mark's gonna tell us about his experiences playing one of the most difficult games of the last <laughs> decade. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's a delicious last course. Oh, Miss Chalice just wants to be 
delicious last course. Oh, that delicious last course. If there's a single meal to help make Dallas real, it's a delicious last course. Oh, that delicious last course. Oh, that delicious last course. Since you got a part to make the wonder talk for the delicious last course. Using recipes to get necessities for the delicious last course. And we're back. So uh, recently, uh, the long-awaited DLC for famously difficult indie, uh, what would you call it, action arcade shooter, uh, mm-hmm. side-scrolling platformer shoot adventure, shoot 'em up, all, shoot of em up things uh, at once. <laughs> all of those things at once. Cuphead, the gorgeously animated 2D game, uh, the 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 long-awaited DLC, Delicious Last Course, was finally released. Mark uh, sprang uh, on this game because he was offered a chance to review the Delicious Cast mm-hmm. Course, but also Mark had never played Cuphead before. So what? Mark's been going. No, I had. Is it, am I a liar on this? Oh, sorry. I thought yeah. this was your first I, time I haven't. Cuphead. No, I haven't like fully beaten it, but I've played it like a lot with my brother and our good friend okay. Donovan. So we decided to make a night out of this. I and we were see. like, we're going to play I was, the Delicious Last Course in one night. Based on the wording that you sent to Campbell and I about like, all right, who's going to review the, the the delicious last course? I had assumed that you had also never played Cuphead, so I was like, oh, we are all three Cuphead uh, noobs. But it turns out you've already played a lot of Cuphead. Okay, sorry, so I was misinterpreting uh, what you had mentioned. But uh, okay, the that's reason good to know. I'm a fake gamer, we yeah. so we were like, we're going to finish this in one night. We're going to do this. <laughs> we almost did. Wow. We got up to the final boss, and we couldn't beat it, and we called it quits at, like, 2 in the morning. Oof. Oh, but you tried. Yeah, yeah we wow. tried. It's, this DLC is a full-on Cuphead, like, sequel, like, spinoff. Like, wow. It's, okay. It's incredible. It's the animation, the music, everything is up to par with the original game. And it's honestly, it's funny to talk about because there's nothing really, like, new to say about it per se it's just more cuphead but that's what's fantastic because the the original quality of the game is still here and in a lot of cases it's even doing more than the original game with like its animations and stuff wow incredible like so uh, for those of you who who do not know uh cuphead was a huge deal when it first came out it was an xbox exclusive for uh i, I think that's correct am i am i wrong about that yeah, yeah it was yep. yeah an xbox exclusive for a, a, a little while uh, very recently, it came to the Switch and the PlayStation family of consoles, and the, the DLC has been one of those things that's been teased for quite literal years. years. Yeah. Yes, I think twenty eighteen um, or seventeen. Yeah, and I think it's worth I think it's worth shouting out uh, a, a great thing about the development team is they they promised okay this DLC is coming and then they really went out of their way to to emphasize like hey we are taking extra time for this DLC because we don't want to ruin our lives uh, pushing this DLC out. So they, they really took their time. I mean, again, obviously, I don't know what went behind the scenes. I don't know these, these people who made this game. But it, it seems as though they really made an effort to not, uh, you know, push the developers, uh, to, mm-hmm. to the programmers, to crunch and have a miserable uh, time getting this game made. So it seems like they really spread the time out and let it breathe and gave it a, a, the time that it deserves rather than just, like, pushing and pushing and pushing and getting the game out. Um, so I think that's worth mentioning. I think that's kind of kind of cool that they that they really made an effort so as not to obviously again, I don't know these people who knows what went on behind the scenes, but it seems as though they really made an effort to not ruin anybody's lives uh, pushing out this <laughs> DLC. And I think that's that's uh, commemor- uh, co- you know uh, not <laughs> I was gonna say commemorable, but that's I don't think that's a word. Commendable, perhaps. <laughs> Commendable is the word I was looking for. Thank you, Campbell. You're um, so welcome. But the ironic thing about that is maybe they didn't ruin their own lives while developing the game, but they created a game that has ruined so many yourself. people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's this a famous, uh, a famously difficult uh, couple of uh, you so know game in DLC. I, I never played this game because the only thing I've ever heard about it is how hard it is. It's hard. Shocking. It is. Yeah. It's it's so damn difficult. And it's just, yeah. like, infuriating, but the thrill of it all makes you constantly push forward. And oh, yeah. eventually, once you, like, 
you realize the pattern, you memorize it, you got your fingers down, you can go through the entire thing. The minute you beat the boss and you hear the knockout, it's like the most satisfying thing there is. Yeah, Mark, to be clear, I've I've played Sekiro. Like, I know what we're talking yeah. about here. I, I, I understand the feeling of overcoming a difficult challenge. But I've, like, I'm, I'm intimidated by Cuphead, to be honest. Like, be, be behind the gorgeous animation and the incredible music, I'm always like, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough to play this game. So every, every time I see it go on sale, I'm always like, is this going to be the time that I break and finally purchase Cuphead and maybe get super deep into Cuphead? But I'm always like, oh, I'm too scared. Uh, so I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I can be convinced um how does the dlc uh, integrate into the base game is it its own separate so, adventure like, yes please. so what happens is um in the regular inkwell islands there is a um a boat like a ferryman and he's in like the first area of the map so i believe after you complete the first two or three bosses you can immediately access all of the dlc hmm okay yeah, so that's how that works. And the DLC, what's cool about it is that it's kind of more, um, since it's one um, like consolidated, cohesive island, it's one of those experiences where you could sort of jump around between the bosses, since the real goal is that there's... Um, so the story of it is that there's a character in the original called Miss Chalice, uh -huh. and she's sort of at like this uh this ritualistic place and she's sort of like a ghost and there wasn't much about her in the original game but in here um she wants help from cuphead and mugman as she's trying to resurrect like her body and come back into existence and she claims that there's this fruit tart and if they get all the ingredients for the fruit tart to this guy this baker they'll be able to bring this chalice's body back so the whole game is about how you literally just go around the island and you collect the ingredients by beating each boss. And hmm. the narrative and you can do is that like in any, it's in so any silly. order. You yeah, push. you could basically I wouldn't say you can do it in any order, but after like the first boss, there definitely is a way to go like out of order, especially if you discover like the secret paths on the map and stuff like that. You could do it all in like your own order. But what's funny is that we um when we played through it, the three of us we didn't realize that we accidentally skipped the first boss because oh. we were getting like right into the story so <laughs> the the first boss ended up being the the before the final boss so it was the second to last boss that we fought and it was funny because like the first boss was the one we had the most trouble on outside of the final boss so then going around to the rest of the islands we thought you know that the difficulty was going to just keep going up. And it did. But it was funny because the one we had the most trouble on was ironically the one we accidentally missed. And in, in like every guide online, people claim it's the first one you're supposed to do. Interesting. I wonder. I wonder why that is. Is this is like maybe the first one introduces like some new mechanics or something? Or no, there's no there's no um new mechanics in this DLC. You can play as Miss Chalice. Um, she has like a. Uh, it's funny. She has like this cookie charm, and whoever holds the cookie is able to turn into Miss Chalice, and the other oh. player is sent as like their body is sent to be a ghost in the other dimension. So you can have Cuphead and Chalice, or Mugman and Chalice, or you could just go through as Cuphead and Mugman. And uh, the game has multiple endings, depending on who you um, complete it with. Oh. So there is that. But uh, the endings are all similar. But um, yeah, there are multiple endings to experience. So, so, so does Miss Chal... Again, I'm, this, is the, this is coming from the guy who has never played Cuphead. Mm -hmm. um, from what I understand, uh, so you... Cuphead and Mugman, more or less the same... Control more or less the same. Is that right? They're the exact same. What's cool about Cuphead right. is that you can customize your character with like different right. charms and abilities and yes. you know, all stuff like that. The way you shoot, um, just stuff like that. So, right. but Miss Chalice has a um, a double jump, and then oh. she also has like a parry. So nice. she works a little bit differently than uh, Cuphead and Mugman. But, uh, um, a parry that works yeah. beyond uh, just parrying the pink bullets that the enemies shoot at you. Yes, I see. So there, there's that, but um, yeah, there's um, <laughs> it's funny, Miss Chalice. There's not really, I, I wouldn't really say she adds like a ton to Cuphead, just like a bunch of new strategies to beating other bosses. So there's that, but um, for you know, because they're trying to design a game again that has to do with patterns and stuff like that, and creating your own rhythm and finding your own way of beating the boss, even though if they have the same attack patterns. So th there's a very intricate way 
of completing all of it. And it's just fun being able to create your own movesets, or you can swap between Mugman and Chalice, and, you know. Would you say you have... <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, just as one does. Uh, would yeah. you say that you have a preference between either Miss Chalice or Cuphead and Mugman? Uh, not really. I, I would say, you know, it's all personal preference. They're all great. They just, you know, it's a matter of abilities and what you want to use. And Cuphead already has a ton of different, you know, shooting mechanics that you can swap between and abilities and special moves. And so it just depends on what your play style is, but it's all customizable in the end. Nice. Uh, that sounds, that sounds good. I, I know more, 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 more ways to play the game is always better. Like at the end of the day, especially for a game like this, you know, that's like it's so intensely difficult. It's like finding the way to get through it is, I don't know, that's like half the game. It's like finding, oh, yeah, the, of course. you know what I mean? It's like finding the strategy that works for you. Um, mm-hmm. And again, this is coming from someone who's, who's never played <laughs> this particular game. Um, <laughs> so as as a as a uh, longtime Cuphead fan, uh, Mark, which I'm now you know cognizant of, uh, of <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do the new bosses fit in? How's the new music? Is it like it's how's all it all hold up? It's all awesome. it's still all Cuphead. If you loved yeah. Cuphead, you're gonna love all this. There's really nothing else to really say. If if you were sold on Cuphead to begin with, you'll be sold on the DLC. It's sure. all fantastic. The quality is still the same. The, the way the bosses look, they're just the way they're animated, how charismatic everything is, the music, how it's like this bombastic and jazz score, and it's all just perfect. The whole thing is literally just more Cuphead. Yeah, that's isn't that what? Yeah, I, I which yeah, is I what we that. wanted. That's kind of what you want, right? It's it's funny. Yeah. So a lot of games that I love have come out with DLC this year. This year, uh, Returnal had DLC, uh, Inscription had DLC, like all, all these games that I'm like, damn, this is one of my favorite games, uh, had all this DLC drop this year, and I have not touched any of it. Like, for some reason or other, I've not gotten around to to checking out the DLC for these games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is good to hear that this DLC, it sounds like this DLC is 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 a huge draw. Like for people who love the original, it's like, yes, finally, it's the thing I've been waiting for. Um, uh, Campbell, as, as a, I'm just curious, this is a completely, this is a kind of a non sequitur. Um, Campbell, you've played a little of Cuphead. It sounds like. Yes, sir. Yeah. My experience Uh, playing Cuphead is that my, my brother played it. And then every time he would get to a boss that he couldn't beat, he would call me like he was a little kid calling his parents to be like, hey, can you beat this boss for me? And I would be like, yes, son. And then I would beat that boss for him, and I'd be the hardcore wow. gamer in this household. Wait Damn. a second. Campbell, are, are, you a, are you a gamer? I am a capital G gamer. Are you a capital G gamer? Yeah. Wait a minute. Is Wearing this... shades right now. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. Do you have a gamer chair? I... Do you? No, I don't actually. I'm in a, a office chair that's falling apart right now. That's exactly a, what a gamer would have. Hell yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Literally just fell out from behind my chair as we're talking about this. Incredible. So, yeah. So uh, as a as a as a longtime Cuphead expert, um, uh, do do you think you'll dip into this this DLC at all? Because I, I know you I know part of the draw of Cuphead is like the incredible music and as the as the music expert on this podcast like oh my god i mean what do you think are you oh excited to, to experience that <laughs> literally yeah so it's been it's been a while since i've played cuphead and um i don't really play on pc or anything much anymore so like i would have to get it on switch now which is fine but i will say that the the music has always been amazing for bass the, the original Cuphead, but then the music that they've been showing off well before the release of the DLC, like the main DLC theme that they had with like a traditional quartet and jazz it's band wonderful. playing it, it's stupendous. You know, like they played it at the, the Game Awards, so I don't know if it was last year or the year before that, but they had a live performance there, and I was like, this is for a video game. It sounds like it's from the 30s. This is incredible, you know? Yeah. So I the orchestrations... Um, the various different styles that they have with it. It's not just all big band. They have jazz. They've got like samba. They've got some like classical style things in there. Like there's just so much going on with the music and the art direction. I am absolutely in love with the aesthetics of it. So, you know, um, I don't have the base cuphead on switch. So I, you know, I'm not sure when I'll dip in, but I'm definitely interested in doing so. If only to just keep going and seeing all the just aesthetic amazingness that it offers and also to mm-hmm. maintain my status as the true capital G gamer in the deal household. 
Yes, there you go. So uh, I I don't think I I, I might be misinterpreting this. Um, the, the DLC is available on every platform you can get. Yes, Cuphead, it's right? available. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, Everything you can that's get. what I thought. You, you just need gotcha. the, the base game in order to get the DLC. Of course, I understand. So. Got it. And we, yeah. We're just referring to the Switch specifically because this is a Nintendo podcast. Play it on Switch. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, well, shoot, Mark, I hope you can beat, overcome that final challenge. Oh, we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I have no doubt. I, I, no I doubt. already, How? I already told them it's going to be like one of those instances where we put the controller down for a day and the next yes. time we pick it up, we'll beat it on our first try. First try. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, that's, that's the best. Oh man. I freaking love that feeling. There's something about like, like internalizing the muscle movements overnight without even like it's your subconscious at work. Like that's, <laughs> that's no, it's true. It's truly what it is. Like, I, again, I'm. Again, I'm not like a, you know, I'm not like a Souls guy, but I do love, <laughs> listen, I, I do love a, a Souls guy would say. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I do love a Souls game I've only beaten then. Bloodborne. <laughs> I freaking love, that's my favorite video game. I've talked about this exactly. many times, mm-hmm. but like so much of that experience is like, I've tried this boss 20 times in a row. This is impossible. I hate this. And then you and then you put it down for the night, and you come back the next day, and it's like, oh, actually, I am a I am a god at this, and I feel as though that is the core Cuphead experience. Um, is mm-hmm. is that like I, I you're you're ramming your head against a brick wall, and you're like, I'm having <laughs> I'm having fun, like you're clenching your fist, I'm having fun, damn it, and, and then you know ah, this is impossible, I can't do this, and then the next time you touch it, it's like you're 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 going through with with grace and style, and you just overcome it in your first try. Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that experience for you, Mark. How how big is this DLC? I'm just curious. Uh, five main bosses, five mini bosses, two secret bosses, I believe. Twelve. Oh, bosses so pretty pretty substantial. Yeah, there's no running gun levels because they wanted to focus on just the bosses, which is fine because I I really don't think they're necessary, honestly. It was just like to add more to do in the original Cuphead and to gain, you know, your power ups and stuff like that. So I think it's fine, but uh, the effort they put in is—it it all shows. It's phenomenal. I think the more awesome. pressing question, Mark, is how long it, did it take for you and your squad to fail to complete the game? <laughs> wow, uh, pff, five to six hours. Okay, pretty okay, meaty. nice. Pretty yeah, meaty. Mm-hmm. I would call it chunky. You know, pretty a pretty chunky uh, DLC. Yeah, it's is a, it it's a good as, size as DLC. chunky as Kirby at the Dream Buffet? Uh, I don't would say so. It's, it's delicious. Oh, yes. All you can eat, one might say. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Most people may, you know, want to shoot themselves after oh, the first okay. boss. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> as one does at the buffet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody. Yeah, just yeah, the everybody food overload. Mm-hmm. Just uh-huh. explodes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's lovely. <laughs> it's pretty funny um yeah it's i don't know one of these days i'll i'll get into cuphead it's like i would say it's 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 been out long enough that it goes on sale somewhat frequently i would say maybe maybe every couple of months it's like oh there's a there's you know 40 percent off 30 percent off like i would say it goes on sale not all the time but Mm -hmm. often enough to make me really consider it Mm -hmm. I, I, don't can know. Imagine, I, don't know I can imagine you, Cameron, sitting there in the living room being like, oh, it's a two-player game. I'll ask my wife to play. <laughs> and then it turns into like a like a Bugs Bunny, Warner Brothers cartoon, mallets no. over the head. That is that is not the vibe of how we play games. Um, but uh, I appreciate your your uh, I appreciate the shout out. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I will say, Cameron, like ha- having spent several hours trying and failing miserably to play Bloodborne myself before just giving up and being like, sure. I guess I really am not a Souls guy after all. That's not where my capital G gaming expertise lies. Um, if you can beat bloodborne and you love that game as much as you do i'm sure that you'd find plenty to love in cuphead as well it's true i've i've uh it's one of those games where i, I have a, a a dear friend of mine is like a diehard cuphead fan like he, he's he's what i think he i want to say he backed it when it was was it's a kickstarter game right did i imagine this like back in the no day idea. maybe it was cuphead kickstarter did i i feel like it was I maybe i'm a liar that. No, I could be wrong about that. Uh, it doesn't seem like there was any any uh, uh, crowdfunding uh, with that game. I feel like I remember seeing it on a crowdfunding website, but maybe I imagine this. Um, but the point is, I have a friend who's like a diehard Cuphead fan from way back, and I, I've, I've watched him play it 
many times. Uh, hey, let me show you this cool boss. Like, listen to this music. Da da da. And every time I watch, like, it's the kind of thing where it's like you're watching. It's like watching someone um, like play piano, you know, where it's like, wow, that is a skill I will never have. Like, congratulations to you. As a pianist, uh, I can relate to that. You know, it's like it's something about it where it's like, wow, you're 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 watching your hands hold that controller and, and manipulate the character in that way is it's really it's it's there's yeah. something sublime about it. And uh, I don't know, maybe one of these days. Um I, I, I don't know. I'll 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 tune. I'll check back in uh, in a couple of weeks. Maybe one of these days I will finally bite the bullet. Uh, how many times have I said that on this podcast? One of these days many I will times. buy this game. Um, too many times. It's just too our theme on this show. I think for all. Of I us. know. Uh, Cuphead and the Delicious Last Course. How much is that? Twenty six ninety nine. That's a good deal mm-hmm. for two for one huge game and a pretty chunky DLC. That's not bad. Uh, maybe someday. Definitely, uh, it's definitely worth the price, and especially like I said before, for Cuphead fans, it's a must buy. Just yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing even even watching at the Game Awards uh, last uh, last winter, seeing the the t- like the, they did like a live action uh, segment for for the delicious last course where they had like a full big band come out and they had singers. It was like a whole thing, and I remember being so charmed. Uh, just by by that, and I was like, well, I, I don't know, like maybe maybe this is the thing that will that will tip 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 me over to to final Cuphead fandom. I don't know. I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll withhold judgment until I finally uh, dip into it. Campbell, I think you got to be the guy who's who takes the plunge on this on this DLC. <laughs> you got to do it. Literally, I, have I faith may in or you. may not have been looking at the eShop right now. Ha. Uh... <laughs> Just because, also in particular, having gotten my Switch OLED recently, uh, I've become incredibly oh. financially irresponsible just thinking, like, wow, this game would look just, great just on the OLED. Mm-hmm. This game would look great on the OLED. <laughs> but, like, in all seriousness, like, I can't imagine Cuphead has to look amazing on that screen as well. Actually, okay, so actually, this brings up, a, uh, this brings up an interesting point. Ooh. So, I'm always nervous to pick up a game like this because of the, because of the handheld mode thing. Like... I destroyed my Joy Cons with, <laughs> with Hades. Like I, I played so like a hundred hours of Hades, and then soon after that, I started getting that Joy Con drift. So ever ever since that experience, and and again, I think I mentioned this on the podcast like a while back. I sent my my Joy Con in. I I they were under warranty. Like it was not a big deal. Nintendo replaced them, no problem. But ever since that experience, I'm like hesitant to to play games that are this tough on handheld mode. Like, did, uh, gotcha. did does that make sense? Like, I, yeah, I don't yeah, think that I, makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. That makes sense. That's Literally, why you buy a pro controller. <laughs> it's true. Well, even even my pro controller is is experiencing that thing. Like, I don't know if you had the experience with the D pad, where the D pad is just absolutely fucked. Like, I don't know if you guys have had the experience on your pro no, controllers yet. I, I can tell that my pro controller is going that way. Like, the D pad yeah. is just a little loose now, and I'm like, oh no, it's it's wobbly. a little like if I leave it alone. Like, I was playing Neon White the other day, and Neon White is a game. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Neon White is so like. The difference between an ace medal and a gold medal is milliseconds, right? And every now and then, my pro controller will just like have a tiny little bobble that that throws off the aim, and I'll suddenly I can't shoot the enemy, or like I'll I'll suddenly fall off a platform, and it's like great, there goes my 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 perfect you know thirteen second run that I was building towards. I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm hesitant to to pick up a game like Cuphead that I am confident will just destroy my Joy-Con <laughs> controllers. I don't know. Um, but maybe I'm being overcautious. I, 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 who, who, who could say? Mm-hmm. Well, we played uh, it with uh, Joy-Cons and Pro Controller, and okay. no problems here. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm being a little, a little skittish. I think that's what it comes down to. I realize it's also recently, it's not as like yeah. fast paced as like Neon White per se. Like Cuphead, okay. I, it's not a slow game, like not at all. But it's you know it's a side scroller, so it's like you're usually in one you know select frame. So it's not like you're right. going out of control. You're not you're not like smashing you know? the control stick yeah. as you try to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I feel, I've come to the conclusion recently that I'm. This is something I've realized only within the last like month or so that I'm an extremely anxious person, and I didn't realize that until pretty recently. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm just trying to be more aware of that as uh, 
as life goes on. Uh, so I don't know, Mark, any, any other final thoughts about the delicious last course before we uh, kind of move on to the next fun piece of hardware news, speaking of uh, destroying our Joy-Cons? Go buy it. Just buy Go it. Go buy it. it it's, Great. it's fantastic. It's definitely, I would say, this and Neon White and then Kirby and the Forgotten Land are probably my top three games this year. Hmm. Well, if you say wow, so. Wow, that's huge. Mm. If right, we can, go. do we count DLC? I don't know. It's like a full size game. I'd say it's I'd DLC. Say it that's basically a full game. Yeah, so I'd say it well. counts. Well, and it's like it's been long enough that it can. You can. It's like you said at the very at the very beginning of your of your of this segment, Mark. It's kind of like a mini sequel at this point. Mm. Yeah, it, it like, basically is. Yeah, it's been long enough since the original game came out that it's like we may as well consider it a uh, you know like a mini sequel. I think that's I think that's mm-hmm. a good way to think about it. Um, so until we hear further news of Cuphead 2, you can enjoy the delicious last course. If you love Cuphead, apparently it is a must play. Uh, so thank you for those, it those is. thoughts, Mark. Um, are, do you have anything written o- about this on Goobas Stomp yet or, or are you uh, No. So I wasn't the one to review it, but oh, okay. Mike Warby, uh, reviewed it for our website. So he has Got a review it. on it. And Fair Daniel enough. is writing up a ranking of all the bosses. You can check that out too. Oh, and that's what a delight. Uh, such fantastic bosses, incredible character design. And I know we've we've kind of glanced over it, but the, the animation, if you've never seen this game in action, so it good. looks yeah. unbelievable, like mm-hmm. really unbelievable. Um, especially if you're a fan of uh, you know that old school animation style. Uh, so yeah, be sure to check out Goobastop for, for coverage of Cuphead. And uh, Mark, thank you for your thoughts and feelings about the delicious Last Course DLC. We're going to take one more quick break. We're going to come back and talk about... Uh, Speaking of destroying our controllers, we're going to talk about uh, Mark's experiences with a, a piece of legacy hardware, we'll say. So stay tuned, and we will be right back. So, Mark, <laughs> uh, we always talk about in this podcast, uh, Nintendo always has really random, you know, hardware drops, uh, additions to the Nintendo family, and you recently uh, picked up the, and I'm excited to talk about this, the Nintendo 64 controller that is available uh, on the Nintendo eShop. You can buy it, hard a hard copy of this old-school controller Bluetooth's to your Switch. I've got two of them myself. N64 controller, your thoughts, your feelings, please. They're great for N64 games. Everything That's else, right. no. <laughs> oh boy, yes. They, yes. Uh, they are... I don't even think you can quit out of the N64 online app without using a different controller. <laughs> okay, wait, that's weird. There's not uh, even, like, I, a, a shortcut or anything? No, I'm because of the way it has... Essentially, it has two D-pads... And then the A and B button and a joystick and then L and R. I think um, up C uh, functions as the X button. I could be wrong. I don't uh, believe so because I was messing no, okay. around with it earlier. I, I would like so the idea funny. that this controller just locks you in and it's 64 purgatory. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's how. But as when it, you're as playing, it be. when you're playing N64, like I'll like when I got it, I opened it up and I was like, I'm just gonna play Mario 64 for like five minutes just to test it out and yeah. i sat there for three hours and it was like <laughs> listen there's not to not to like wax nostalgic about my childhood but there is something about that controller that feels it's intriguing yeah. it feels very good to me particularly for mario 64 i'm really glad you brought that up yeah the for, way the stick just like snaps back into place like that's the way you what just i'm saying it, it's like it's per it was like built for mario 64 it it really and truly well. Well, you should say Mario sixty four was built around the controller, yeah, uh, which is perhaps more accurate. Um, yeah, it's uh, listen, it, people who are older than 
I don't know, I would say millennials. I would say millennials who grew up with an N64 uh, know about this weird controller. It is baffling. You, you put it in the hands of somebody who's never seen one before, they're going to be like, how the hell do I hold this? It's got three prongs. It's, it's a weirdly designed controller. And yet, for those first-party Nintendo games... It, it has a certain... It works in some capacity. Not every game is a home run, I'll be honest. Um, we talk about, like... <laughs> talk about something like Kirby 64, or uh, perhaps you Sin and Punishment. Use the joystick. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Not every game uh, makes use of the N64 controller, but for certain games, for example, Mario 64, I would even argue Mario Kart 64... Uh, even, and also F-Zero X. Did you get a chance to play F-Zero X with this controller? Oh, yeah. I played uh, F-Zero X, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, Mario 64, Star Fox 64, Kirby. Okay, good, good. And I, ironically, the one I did not play was Zelda. Oh, okay. Which is the one I got the controller for. There you go. Okay, so maybe next week we have we can have like a little a little uh, we'll we'll kind of come back and talk about like hey did you get a chance to mess around with Zelda yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I remember reading many many interviews with uh, with Miyamoto about how how the how the Z targeting system would work like how how they made a, a huge effort to to talk about how they would translate Zelda to 3D and how a lot of that came down to making the controller work in a in a good way. Um, I think Star Fox 64 is unplayable without a Nintendo 64 controller, I think. Oh, no, I love it. No? I that was one of the games that. I liked best. But, okay, but wait, I, I will just say that when I tried to play Star Fox 64 with the Joy-Con, I found that to be unplayable. That's just, what I'm saying, yes. Yeah, I'm, like, saying, I'm saying it's unplayable without a Nintendo 64 controller. Oh, that's yeah. What okay. That's what I'm saying, I think. I tried to play it on handheld mode, could not... Couldn't do it. Like, no, impossible. The, the uh, way the buttons mapped over to the Joy-Con is just perplexing. Mm-hmm. And it's so bizarre. And you have to it's hold your fingers in such uncomfortable positions just to do something simple like a barrel roll. It shouldn't be so hard to do a barrel roll. Anyway, I can't even <laughs> say, speak English anymore because I'm so angry at that. Anyway, I, I hope that was better with the N64 controller. <laughs> it is. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, it works great. I love it. Honestly, like, that in itself may sell me on wanting to get one of these things, because I have never been a fan of the N64 controller for as long as I can remember. Growing up, uh, we okay? I heard something fall. Oh, that's just me me throwing my phone as, uh, I, as I often do. I just don't, wanted to don't. make sure that you didn't, like, collapse in front of my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just stay tuned as, as, as Cameron collapses from people disparaging the N64 controller. The, yeah, just the clean feet cards. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how it goes. Sorry, Campbell. Finish so your much, thought, I so much nostalgia overload. He just collapsed. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah after after a year and a half, he finally did collapse into <laughs> dust. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been threatening it for a long time. <laughs> right? Yeah. But speaking of crumbling into dust, um, uh, what I was going to say is that growing up, my brother had both a GameCube and an X N sixty four that we played regularly, and the GameCube was always to me that was the gaming system. The GameCube controller was the game controller, and the N sixty four controller was just this weird monstrosity that I just wanted to avoid touching wherever possible, <laughs> just because I didn't even know what to do with it, holding it. Like, where do you put your hands? All that kind of stuff, like we were talking about earlier. So I don't really have mm-hmm. much nostalgia for the N64 controller, but knowing about the great games that are on Switch Online and how poorly they converted to the Joy-Con control scheme, I mean, if that controller makes it better, that makes it a, a worthy purchase in my view. Well, I, to, to me, it's it's tricky because I would, listen, I would never advocate that somebody drop, you know, $50 plus shipping yeah, on a, exactly or, or in my case, $100 plus shipping. Um, <laughs> On a controller that you're going to use for like four games, like that's that's right, obviously yeah. up to unless you're Campbell, who's just you know going crazy yeah, with yeah. the uh, impulse buys lately. <laughs> um, it's it's a difficult sell, I think. But if you're someone who's into like the retro experience, and obviously, okay, the Nintendo 64 Online expansion pack, like we talked about it six or eight months ago when this expansion pack was first announced, the emulation for a lot of these games is rough. Like, it's not... I, it's truthfully not ideal. Like, mm-hmm. Nintendo could have done a much better job. I think the... Having the actual old-school controller, I think it does add to the experience of playing some of these games. Not every game, mind you. 
um, particularly something like Paper Mario, like that that benefits just you can play Paper Mario. I, I think Paper Mario on the Switch is, in my mind, the ideal way to play that game. You don't need an S sixty four controller for that, but something like Star Fox sixty four, something like mm-hmm. Super Mario sixty four, there is some yeah. Banjo Kazooie. Weirdly, there is something to be gained. I think. From having oh wait, the, actually what? no. I'm sorry. Banjo Kazooie is not. Mi- <laughs> I got all my thoughts mixed up. That one's not made for it. I was gonna say F Zero. That one. F Zero for sure. Banjo Kazooie yeah. because because you could play that. That's listen. You can play Banjo Kazooie on Game Pass because you know Microsoft yeah, owns that game. Rare the these way days. Yeah. Rare, yeah. The way Rare translated that control scheme to the modern controller is perfect. And right. I couldn't even go back and play it on the N64 controller. Yeah, that would like be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, so maybe not that one, but but F Zero, like certain games, really do benefit from from playing it on the original hardware. I uh, or I should say this modern interpretation of the original hardware, because it's you know it's not the original hardware. Um, <laughs> I wonder. I forget, Mark. You'll have to remind me. Are there plans to release Mario Party? Um, on God, I hope. expansion pack. <laughs> okay, I because hope. I gotta say, guys, there is you know the reason why um, Nintendo had to release all these like press releases about like, hey guys, don't destroy your hands while you're playing Mario Party. It's because of the Nintendo 64 controller that would just shred <laughs> the palm of your hand for certain mini games for Mario Party 64. Um, I wish I could explain to you this moment in time where there were certain games where you had to spin the controller in a certain spin the control stick in a certain way mm-hmm. and uh the Nintendo 64 the controller tug of war yeah Bowser tug of war in particular you know what I'm talking about yeah cuz uh, they're they, all in uh, superstars and there's a warning yeah, okay, when you load good, up the okay. game to uh not do that the warning is because of the Nintendo 64 controller which would just absolutely annihilate your hands if you were trying to to grind the control stick in a certain way, um, so I wonder if they will have you know have a bring bring a just for a nostalgic throwback, have some nostalgic press releases for like hey if you have the 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 N sixty four Bluetooth controller for the Nintendo Switch, uh, be careful when you're playing these games on the expansion pack. I would love that if they if they did that. That or I wonder if they'll never release them because of that. I wonder because listen, like I, I and they I get probably, back then they got sued. Didn't they have to give out like gloves to like games? That I don't, I don't remember up? that. I remember the gloves. I don't remember them getting sued. But I, I no, I, that's I, why I, I think they uh, they sent them out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I probably in my garage have some some evidence some evidence of Nintendo 64 <laughs> controllers that are just absolutely wrecked like you think joy-con drift is a thing wait till you see an n64 controller from back in the day like the control stick just won't even stand up straight it's just a, because this is this is before um because obviously the n64 controller was one of the first to feature an analog control stick um the 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 way we view control sticks these days is different than how the nintendo 64 controller had a control stick uh there's a word for it that I'm that I'm missing, but like the way the DualShock has the control stick, like where it's all, oh boy, how do I even describe it? Like, oh man, I I don't have the 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 way to the the technical uh, words to describe what I'm talking about, but yeah, fans will know. The Nintendo 64 control, the analog control stick for that controller is different than like like you look at it like a like a DualShock 4 these days or you know like the Xbox control stick like it's 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 a, a I don't know how to describe it like do, do you understand what we're talking about Mark when I when I'm trying to describe this control stick Yeah I know, I know what you're talking about You know yeah. trying to say like uh, It's well the joystick itself is weird because it's not like modern 360 degree joysticks yes, it's thank on you. like a a um I don't even know what to call the shape itself, but it's like yeah. directions in a sense. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. It's almost like an arcade, um, like mm-hmm. an arcade joystick, you know, where it's like it's got it was eight directions you can slot it into. It's not like full hunt 360 degrees of motion. It's like you can. Uh, it's it's difficult to describe. Uh, the point is, it's it was an experimental piece of hardware. Uh, Nintendo did what they could with it. Obviously, it pioneered the way for a lot of really cool stuff. 
I'm Mark. I'm I'm so interested to hear. Um, I, I'm glad you brought this to the table because we 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 weren't going to talk about this originally, but it's it's fun to talk about. Um, it's such an interesting control stick. Um, I'm I'm smiling just thinking about it because like it is a ba- <laughs> it's just such a baffling piece of hardware. It makes no well, sense you know, looking it's a, at it. It's a product of its time. Yeah. It's a product of its time. It's and it's, it's like the first to me, that's, joystick ever on a yeah. video game console. Incredible. Like when you when you think about it, it's like wow they. Nintendo pioneered that, and that's extremely cool. Um, I, I encourage you to play Sin and Punishment, uh, which which has such a unique control scheme mm-hmm. control scheme that takes advantage of that particular controller. If you, if you have the time and you want to put an hour into playing like a weird arcade game, mm-hmm. um, I highly recommend I will say because we talked about it last week, Pokemon Snap, which is now on Switch Online. I did play that. Yeah. Nice. Um, the camera is inverted. And oh, that's yeah. like completely screws me up. Like I yeah. feel like I can't even play it. And this is kind of back in the day before you could just be like, "Do you want to toggle uh, inverted or not <laughs> inverted?" I, yeah, there's no options, right? Yeah, there's no options. Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah, but that's a fun one. I oh man, I, I should go back and play that because I, I haven't played that since I was a kid. So I, I wonder if I yeah, would, it's uh, still a fun game. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure, but I, I'm wondering if I would um, have trouble with the as you, as you're describing the inverted control scheme because like back in the day it's like well this is all we have so we better learn it. <laughs> so I wonder I wonder if I would just like revert back to my childhood self or if I would have a hard time with it. Um, it's one of those things where we're not going to know until we until we get there. Do it, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, all that to say. That's probably it for the podcast, right? Do we have anything else we want to? We, we, I think we've. Listen, I went to this this podcast tonight thinking, you know what? We've got like two things to talk about, and lo and behold, it's been an hour and a half. So what do I know? Um, anything else we got to shout out, gentlemen, before we call it a night? Uh, I'll I'll get to Zelda. Just give me time. <laughs> yeah, I you got it. I'm so curious to hear your thoughts about Z targeting. Um, which is, I'm sure, a phrase I'm sure you've heard mentioned a billion times, mm-hmm. and you're finally going to understand what that means because you will have the Z button, the Z trigger on your N64 controller. So I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on that. Hopefully it is a better experience than playing Ocarina of Time the first time you played it uh, about yeah, eight it months ago. unbearable. Miserable. Even, miserable yeah, time. It was miserable. So ho- hopefully it's hopefully it's a, a better experience playing that game. Um, I've been your host, Cameron Dax, and you can find some of my writing over on GoomaStomp.com. Most recently, uh, I had some uh, review of The Quarry, and I will have more um, about a, a similar supermassive game, hopefully by the end of the week. Uh, I want to write about Man of Medan, a PlayStation Plus game that was released, made by the same company who made The Quarry, which I very much enjoyed. Uh, but you can look about look for more on that later in the week. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Action Daxon. Mark, where can people find you on the internet? Find me at the Markel. That of course is Mark with the C, Cal with the K. You can find me over on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, right now, up on GoombaStomp.com, you can find my review for Klonoa. And then I can't talk about what else I'm working on at the moment, but. Uh... Yeah, look forward to stuff that we'll be talking about. Stay tuned. Yeah, Mark, I am in a similar boat as you. I have things I am playing that I cannot talk about that I'm very excited to talk about in the future. Uh, Campbell, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet, you can find me at GoombaStomp.com. You can't find me in the real world, but you can totally find me in the internet Yeah, at GoombaStomp. Uh, you can find that I recently put up a new indie game spotlight for the past weekend. Uh, alongside that, also had a written review of TMNT Charter's Revenge, so go check those out. And if you want to catch me on Twitter, also on the internet, you can find me at CampbellSkill, uppercase CSG. Yes, we are all virtual boys over on this uh... Oh on this podcast um <laughs> and express is also on social media we're at express nintendo over on twitter uh of course available to download rate review all of those things on the podcast platform of your choice more ratings and reviews are better for the show so please you know five stars why the heck not it helps more people find us and uh you know helps us keep making the show so thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time <laughs>